Good morning, everybody. Uh, today, like I mentioned uh, yesterday, I plan on going deeper into into battle, battling apathy. You know more about the how. Um, so, you know, finding ways to be able to maintain autonomy as well as um, uh, getting that overarching purpose. Those are pretty difficult. There's a lot of books out there that will help, I think, get people there. Um, Excuse me. If you think about it, religion does a really good job of this, uh, coming up with that overall purpose. And, um, yeah, so that's a great place to be able to start with somebody is trying to find out what what do they want to, what do they want? What do they, what's their overarching purpose? And, um you have to really start there. And if it's to help other people or if it's to bring happiness or if it's to, uh, to be happy, that's at least a, a foothold. You could start talking about, well, what is it that makes you happy? Well, think of the last time that you, you were the most happy <clears throat> and excuse me. And you know, like what were you doing at the time and why did it make you happy and things like that. And recognizing, was it easy? Was it hard? Um, because there has to be a certain amount of uh, creative problem solving involved. Um, if it's too mechanical, too uh, too predictable, um, then you know the best motivation in that case is usually uh, extrinsic. Um, so you know whether that be money or something like that, but you would end up using that, like I did with my son. Um, using those extrinsic things to try to lead into the overarching idea and that's the intrinsic motivation so when i say using i mean don't don't try to make that the goal that's where we run into problems uh i deal with this a lot with uh um there's some systems uh around uh my state and up here in the Northwest, that's been really prevalent. And it involves like ticket systems where you give these tickets out when catching people doing good things. And it might seem good in, uh, on the surface. And it does systematize that idea of recognizing positive behavior, which I think is the real key. Uh, we need to be recognizing that positive behavior. But the moment we make it extrinsic, so the fact that it's a ticket, and that somehow it turns into a currency that we can then go and get things with it or increase the possibility of getting some item, it cheapens the process. And um, also it makes causes hard feelings as well because a lot of kids will internalize the fact that they're not getting a ticket even though the kid next to them is getting a ticket and um, they will, they're, they're, they will come up with their own reasons on why that is happening. And some of them could definitely be valid, but this is where um, inequities start to really brew and you're not facing your inequities when you're doing those kinds of systems. So, uh, but that's a, it's another topic for another day. Um, back to what I was trying to say, which is, you know, trying to keep those extrinsic things as they might be a pathway, but it should never ever be, 
um, the main source of your motivation because it's very unmotivating for anything that has any kind of creativity involved because you have to be allowed to fail. You have to be allowed to have it not be as good as the next day. Um, that's the whole point. And um, yeah, if you read Daniel's uh, Daniel Pink's book, uh, you'll get a he has a variety of really great examples on that. But it's just, I mean, you could take my word for it or you can read his book and see what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, back to what I was talking, uh, what I'm trying to talk about, which is going deeper on this apathy and how to go about dealing with the apathy. So first thing, you uh, you need that overarching um, just kind of idea or purpose that uh, that you're trying to achieve because it's something that you can come back to. Um, and then uh, the next item is creativity. So making sure that they're they're doing not only something creative, but the thing that they're trying to overcome has to do with uh, a creative process. And when I say creative, I mean um, there's there's no predetermined outcome kind of thing. It's not. Hey, I know this is going to happen. Um, really, you're 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 trying something new. Um, you're creating something kind of like me creating this podcast. Uh, it could be anything really. Um, and creative problem solving. So that would be a problem that uh, doesn't have a cut and dry, easy solution. Um, and it turns into a process, but anyway, so making sure that they have some work that they're doing that, that requires a certain level of mastery of skills, um, at the same time as using those skills in different and unique ways, it, it, it is interesting to people and it's, it's motivating. Um, and then the last bit is autonomy. So the freedom to be able to guide their work or, uh, freedom to be able to utilize what they're, what they're trying to do. Uh, in various ways that they, they can achieve the goal that they're trying to achieve. And so that autonomy is pretty important as well. And so I'm going to circle on back to this uh, creativity part. Um, now, the, the creativity I was speaking of before, see, this is where my language is getting me into trouble. Um, it's not the same thing as the creative rituals necessarily that I'm talking about when I speak about creative rituals. Your creative rituals could actually be completely separate from what it is, your main goal, your main purpose. Um, it's great if they line up, um, but, you know, it's it's fine if, it, if they don't. And... Um, the, the purpose of those rituals, those creative rituals, is it's kind of like the, the person who goes into the gym to do certain movements to get ready to play a complicated game like football or basketball or soccer. Um, you're, you're, not go, you're not necessarily going into the gym to just work that exact, mu I mean, like, you're working the muscle in different ways. Um, but by doing this on a regular basis, you're building it up stronger. And when it's time that you need to rely on that muscle, it's there. And so creative rituals 
kind of the same thing. It's great if they line up just like they would if, uh, if you're training for a sport. If the muscles that you're utilizing are lining up with movements that you actually do in, the, in whatever game you're playing. Um, but it's not necessary. It, it, you still benefit if you're doing different movements and these other muscles are getting worked as well. Um, as long as you're creating a certain process around the game that you're doing. But anyway, so enough of that. Um, uh, another thing about doing creative, uh, creative rituals, and this is something I've been practicing, um, is part of the reason why I stopped looking at, um, social media before I got into my car. I still stopped looking at social media, but I just stopped looking at social media, period. Uh, I I found, or sorry, what was talked about in Chase Jarvis's book is one of the mistakes people tend to do is go look for inspiration first and then do try to do their creative process. And that's not ideal. And there's a reason for that. And it ties into the next topic I was going to talk about with, around facing the blank page. Um, so if, you, <clears throat> if you're going out and looking for that inspiration, sometimes it causes you to not start. And the reason why is because you'll go out and you'll see all these great things and Sometimes you'll just have that feeling of, oh, well, I can't make something that great right now. So it's better if I wait and then I try later when I have more time is where the time issue kind of comes into play. So when I started this podcast, it was a decision I made that I'm just going to do this. And um, I remember there was a certain amount of pride and fear that almost kept me from doing it, which is, well, I had this I had this idea in my head of how this podcast was going to be, and it was going to be better than what I initially did. And um, what I did is I remembered that piece of that book that I'm like, well, you know what? Forget it. It's better if I just start. It's better if I just start and then I try to work in the things that are actually important. Um, is it all that important that I don't have a opening or some fancy sound bite here and there, or music playing in the background, is it really that that important? Well, if my goal is to just do a creative ritual, no, it's not that important. What's more important is that I go through a creative process. And um, yeah, I would like to have it uh, turn into something great. And that's part of that mastery piece that goes along with the creativity that you wanna master certain skills so that you could become better at them. Um, but you have to get started first because, um, again, going back to the gym, just like doing gym work, you need to, you need to start. And wherever you're going to start, you're going to start. But until you start, you're not going to start improving. Um, and if you sit there and just keep waiting for enough time, and I put that in quotes, enough time to be able to attend to it the way that you want to. It is one, not going to be consistent. And two, you're not going to be, 
you're not going to be improving because you're not going to be doing it. Because you can't find that time. Because no matter how much time you have, it's probably not going to feel like enough. So it's important to do those creative rituals, to have something that, that, that you're going to on a regular basis. Um, and that process of your brain sitting there, you know, putting doubts in your mind about whatever creativity thing you're doing, um, that boils down to what Seth Godin, another person that I've listened to quite a bit, and I've bought, I've bought some of his books as well, Lynchpin, and um, there was another one I, I bought, but Lynchpin was a really good one. And what he talks about in various different talks, as well as somewhat in his books, is you have this lizard brain. It's our lizard brain. It's the brain that we started with, and then we evolved our prefrontal cortex. And it's what kept us alive and helped us to be able to evolve. So whether or not you believe in evolution or not, it's it's easier to think of it from that flight, flight or fight kind of perspective. That part of your brain is the part that tells you, no, don't do it because, or it injects fear into things that really it shouldn't because your life is not in danger. You know, why, why would I be afraid to put something out there that sucks the worst thing that could happen is nobody listens to it. Hell, it could be the best thing in the world and nobody will listen to it. So it's it's best just to ignore that part of your brain, that part that's saying, oh, wait, hold on. And it's the same part that, you know, like um, honesty, for example. Honesty is a very brave thing to have to deal with, especially if you're dealing with an overbearing boss who doesn't listen. Um, but worst case scenario, what he tries to fire you, right? Um, now that can be bad because that can affect your livelihood. But if you play scared, um, is what I call it. Uh, if, if you play defense and nothing else, you're also not going to be a linchpin. And so there's more than just your boss out there watching what you're doing. And that's what you have to remember is uh, there's, if you're seeking positivity, if you're trying to do good, you're trying to do what's right. And if the people above you aren't necessarily recognizing it, then you know what? It's better that you're at least trying some things um, and that you're, you're becoming a linchpin for somebody. And as long as you're reflecting that positivity and that unwavering, just I'm trying and uh, it'll be good. So even if it doesn't work out, they'll at least have that to be able to fall back on if they're, they're required to give you a reference. Um, so this goes back to Seth Godin. When he was talking about the lizard brain, he's talking about facing that blank page there's this internal war that can go on when you're facing a blank page. When I first start the podcast in the morning, there's a little war that's, that happens occasionally. Sometimes I come to it and I'm excited about it. There's other times, like this morning when I was like, I don't know how I feel about this podcast, but I pushed it aside and said, you know what, screw it. I just need to do it. And, um, and it'll be what it'll be. If it's not the best uh, the best, uh, podcast, that's okay. It's not a big deal. 
uh, I just need to try it. And so that was really important to me. Uh, I'm, I started it. I'm feeling pretty decent about the podcast. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's doing its, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's job, which is to help me still be creative and to get these things out there and just talking about them. So that's facing the blank page. There's that little war. As long as you create part of your, and that's why it has to be a ritual. It has to be something that you say every day or every, every three days or, or sorry, every like four times a week or whatever it is. Um, you got to set that up predetermined and stick to it. And then the last bit is finding time. So realistically, you could always find time. There's, you, you have time, like, for example, I'm doing this in my car on my way to work. And I know it's Sunday, um, but I usually go in for a few hours on Sunday because then I don't have teachers there and I can actually get some work done. Um, nothing against my teachers at all, but sometimes, uh, well, at least the culture in our building currently, it's not, it's not one that I... Uh, I would describe in the, the sense of the brave new work. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times teachers are trying to get my approval or or they their favorite saying right now is it's above my pay grade. And really it's not. They're just, again, playing scared for whatever reason. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, it, it's not an easy business that they're in. And so... Anyways, uh, I'm going in here in the morning on a Sunday uh, just to get my work done. Um, I do have a meeting set up. This is the first time I'm trying this. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't steal all my time that I have because I have a lot I have to get done. But it might. Um, But at any rate, you can make the time. And really what, what people bother about when they worry about the time is they want to have more time so they can make it even better. They have a vision in their mind of something even better than what they're doing. At least that's my case. And I, I can't, um, I can't really do that because, well, one, the time that I have available is in my car. And two, um, if I want to be producing this every single day, I'm sure there's some rituals I could get into place where I can start adding little tidbits here and there to make this podcast sound more interesting and to hold people's attention. Yes, I could probably do that, but it's not going to stop me from doing it right now. And that's what a lot of people allow that time commitment to do is they keep themselves from actually doing the creative ritual uh, because they're afraid of it not being as good as they want it to. I see this all the time with students. They have these great, grandiose ideas of what they what they envision doing on a project, and then it's time to go start, and then they get overwhelmed, and sometimes they tank out. Other times, they they try to do the project. It doesn't get as it's not as good as they originally intended it to be, so they're embarrassed, not realizing that it's still good, <laughs> and realizing it's the process that they should be focusing on and not, I mean, yeah, the end result is nice. You've got to, you got to still want that mastery piece. But um, I think 
we do a disservice to our students when we just give a grade at the end of the project and that's it. There's no revision. There's no opportunity to make this into something special and that gets to that level that they really want to get to. But I understand the purpose that we need to move on still and be able to get other things done. It doesn't mean that they should stop. So, um, yeah, don't let time or the, the idea that there's a lack of it uh, keep you from doing your creative process, your creative ritual. Because in the end, it's just about, you know, you getting something creative done out there. Um, it's helpful if it's nice and good, because then you might actually get an audience and you'll have an even better reason and you'll get some feedback and uh, in that feedback loop, it, it gets better and better as far as your ability to come up with something great and to improve. So, yeah, yeah that's that's a, a slightly deeper dive into how to battle apathy. It's really you know, those three things from um, Daniel Pink, the overarching purpose, the uh, ability ability to do mastery or creativity and whatever it is that you're trying to, to do. And then, um, excuse me, the last piece, um, which is autonomy, the freedom to be able to go about solving a problem or doing the thing that they want to do in the way that they want to do it. Um, and, and then, uh, and then there's facing the blank page and creating a, creative ritual that you're constantly doing because that will be that energy source, that source of, of positivity that's going to push you forward. And, um, yeah, and hopefully people aren't being too harsh about whatever it is that you're bringing out. Um, if somebody was getting on my podcast and leaving me comments, nasty comments about how terrible it is, I mean, I'd, I'd pay a little bit of attention to it, try to see, you know, do I agree or not? And then if if I don't agree, just be like, well, then don't listen to it. And I'd keep doing my thing. But I know that can be hard for some. So it's something that has to be tended to. But um, anyways, so that's the podcast for today. Thank you for listening. And let's keep learning together. Thanks. Bye.